Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into our podcast, but we know you may have an idea for your own podcast and that's why we are recommending you go get Anchor. Mm-hmm. You can create your own podcast and then like maybe have us on as guests. You should definitely have us on. For oh, we're, we're, I just checked our calendar. We're busy, Ooh. Oh, but we're available on this day. We can pencil okay, we'll you be, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we in. can do it. Okay, we, we it. said yes. Forget it. I don't like your ideas. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anchor is the system we use and it's got a lot of cool tools. You can actually, it's kind of a one-stop shop place where you can go, you can record, edit everything, even implement songs from Spotify into your podcast. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it the most, to be honest, is that it makes us money and I love money. And it also is free, which is kind of like, you know, you save money. It's like I think that's the biggest money. thing is like it's free. So you don't have to worry about like paying any kind of fee or signing up for thing. And they do everything for you. So you can go there. They will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other places your family are going to ignore you on. So uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started for free. Mm-hmm. Did we mention it's free? Free and you make money. You're going to make money. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Your family will ignore you. That's we're, true. It cuts to the core. We're not, we're not going to be on your podcast. Come on, kids, now gather around. Grab along and sit right down. What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire, now hit the ground. It's the campfire shit show. And now, your camp counselors, Bo Hufford and Mero Climo. You do. <laughs> I don't. You I, do. I came over here being like, I'm going to be happy as a daisy and I'm not going to like spew all my stuff up. No, it's fine. That, that's why I'm here. We're here to talk. We're here to talk. I'll crush you like the daisy you are, <laughs> like the little petunia you are. Um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, uh, we really appreciate you tuning in this week. Um, the world is truly on fire. Mm-hmm. And uh, we sort of struggled with the conversation like, are, are we going to do an episode this week? Right, because we recorded it... an episode already that was yeah. supposed to come out on Tuesday. But uh, it has a guest on it and it's a great disservice to, you know, at this moment, not talk about the uh, current affairs. And although I don't want to, you know, everybody's already getting all the information in so many different ways on how to uh, support uh, this uh, movement. Yes. And and I hope that you as a listener are looking in every way that you can to educate yourself and uh, figure out how you can help in the way that works for you um it is a time to talk to people and ask questions i'm sort of like i'm sick of it a little bit in the sense that this is like gay marriage that whole ordeal years and years ago where people are like um that we were even having a debate about gay marriage. I'm like, yeah. this shouldn't even be a conversation. I know. It's but wasting the, all of our times. But the truth is, it is a conversation that we need to have mm-hmm. because that's where we are. And this is a conversation that we need to have. Um, and I urge each and every one of you, this is a conversation I'm having with myself, but like, I decided it's really easy to post on your Instagram or your Facebook or whatever and, and who you're talking to for the most part, I imagine, are people with like minds and who already support yes, you. Yes, it's like we're convincing each other to yeah. not be racist. I would say try to step out of your comfort zone and talk to somebody who you might disagree with and have a peaceful conversation uh, and try to understand where they're coming from. Not that you need to agree with them, 
but like how do you converse about this and come to a place where maybe there's a new idea a new compromise maybe a new or, understanding yeah. of of this and i wanted to tell you a quick story about i'm not going to say who it was but i have a friend who I have a lot of normals as friends, if that makes sense. Like <laughs> people does. who like you need to mix work in banks and oh yeah, it feels are, good to yeah. have those. Yeah, yeah, you gotta have some too. normals yeah. in your life. Right? Like I have a salary that I can count on. And- I have a friend who is a little bit older than me, um, so maybe in his fifties, and uh, he's very successful and has lots of money. And I think he leans more towards uh, a Republican's standpoint mm-hmm. than most. And I was really struggling. <clears throat> Uh, on what my angle on all this is going to be like, how do I discuss it? Because I don't want to be silent. Right. But I also feel like saying, saying what you want to say in the right way is really important. Uh, cause everything can get mixed up in these, these times. Um, anyway, I was talking to this friend of mine and right off the bat, I could tell like, Ooh, we're on different sides of this. We are on different sides of this conversation. And, uh, I didn't react like, oh, my God, you're an idiot. Right. The standpoint was more from his standpoint, which is he has a lot of money, a lot, like a lot. And he's looking at it like, well, these people don't, you know, they're all complaining in the streets and they're looting and things like that. uh, But they just need to work hard. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not trying to throw this person under the bus. That's not what this is about. What this is about is me saying that we had about an hour and a half conversation on the phone where I disagreed with a lot of things. I know that he's a Trump supporter and I disagree with that um, in my way. And what was great is that by the end of the conversation, I didn't get mad at him even at times when I was completely like, how, how can you think that way? Um, I talked to him. I sent him some videos and some information. I discuss what maybe other people could be thinking in this time that aren't in his position. And in the end, hours later, he wrote me back. And in the end, actually called me like six or seven times throughout the day to sort of like say like, hey, what you said really affected me and I appreciated that. I had never thought of it that way. I watched that video. Um, I sent him the video of, did you see the speech by Killer Mike from yes. Run, Run the Jewels? Yes. I mean, I think most people have probably seen that. But if you haven't, look up. It's unfortunate his name is Killer Mike. That's how <laughs> right. I feel. Because especially on the news, it was like, Killer Mike. Exactly. I'm like, okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. But I sent him that video, and it's just a really amazing discussion or talk from uh, Killer Mike. <laughs> um and he wrote me back and said that video really did change his mind a lot. Because here's a, a business owner and a businessman, too, saying, please, this is our property. This yeah. is a city that we've built up and we're better than this. And he was able to say it in a way that um, I think I think he did a really good job of pleading to all of society, not just yeah. one side of society. And just like, well, what are we doing, guys? I feel like the Atlanta mayor also, I forget her name now, but I think she did that Mm -hmm. as well, where anyone watching her, I felt like I was like, she's such a good mom that I'm like, I'm in trouble. I'm going to go to my room. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not here to tell you how to feel. Um, I just think like what that did for me was it made me realize how important it is to just stop and listen and try to discuss or debate, but in a peaceful way that you can, um, hopefully see someone else's point of view, even if you disagree with it on every level. Yes. 
have that conversation and try to do it peacefully so that in the end, at least someone might, even if it's a, a week, a month, months from now, uh, realize like, oh, there is another way of thinking. I've only been thinking this way because I've only grown up in the way that I grew up. Yes. You know? And I think it's it's like advertising where you start to see like one message here, then you're yeah. driving and then see another message. Yeah. And I was going to ask you too, because I know you grew up in a small town in Ohio. Very small. And I feel like you're probably like me where there wasn't a lot of easy, easy ways to have black the, friends. You know, the, there was no, there was no conversation. I would say zero conversation about, uh, about the civil rights movement, about, right. you know, it's sort of like this. Um, <laughs> the only thing I knew about black people was Martin Luther King Jr. That was it. That yeah. was like the only black person and Harriet Tubman. <laughs> These are the do, only yeah. black people that ever existed in my entire life. Right. <laughs> yeah, Until yeah. I was about 20 years old. Um, when I actually met a black person and that seems crazy, right? That yeah. It took 20 years for me to do that. Um, and that just goes to show you there are areas of this country, of this world where people only know the type of people that look just like them, you know? And I mean that on all sides and it's important that we educate that, you know, there's just a lot of conversation right now. It's like, oh, I don't see color. It's like, I know. It's like, I definitely I, do see I, color. I see color. Yeah. I just want it to be equal. Yes. I yeah, don't, yeah, I yeah. don't see why that's a problem. I don't want to omit the idea that color exists. It does. That's kind of also to me, it'd be denying like if if people said i don't see any religion or whatever well it's like well, wait like my aunt my family's like really proud of being jewish and so it's also i wouldn't right. also say i see no color because that is also denying people the pride that they have for their own race yeah i think it also starts with because like, if we had stayed in our small hometowns you can yeah. have a whole generation after generation of people that like hear of black people and you know sure. you don't know what's happening and then it's like i think it has to be info i think to me I wish the government, I mean, this would be like La La Bambi land, but I wish it was more taught in schools the way that like geography is taught or I wish there was some type of, sure. it's almost There's a like, lot of things that need to be reimagined in that way. It's like money management. We have a yeah, real problem with yeah. people understanding money management, sexual understanding, and also like just not making things weird for people. Like, oh, if you're, if you're outside of this thing, then you are a weird person. In, in every way, like whether it be racially or sexually, right. it's like things are different than just what you like. I think we'd have a lot do. less suicides if they taught that. Yeah. And up. then also racial equality. And I just feel like is such an important thing. to. And I think here's the thing. I want to believe that the new generation, people under 20 now, are a lot more open minded to this kind of thing. But then again, there are still spaces in a lot of the world where the only thing these people are seeing are the things that look exactly like them. Yeah. And they need to be educated. And a lot of that, that's why travel is so important, right? That's why travel is such an important thing because you get to see other cultures and accept things that are different than your small town of 800 right. people. You know, I the last time I went home, I really did, unless something major happens, I proclaimed I would never go back. Because I've been there enough. I grew up there. I don't have great feelings about it. I have a lot of reasons outside of just this. But I drove past a house that still had a Confederate flag flying. And I was like, I don't want to associate with these people. But then today, I'm telling you, like, maybe I need to associate with those people and have that conversation. Yeah, yep. As hard as it is. Instead of just deleting those people you disagree with online, have a healthy debate. And we can be the bridge because it's also 
unfortunately, a lot yeah. of they'll never believe a black person or they don't want to hear from it. But it's like, right. They're already starting at, at, at you know, with a few points down. You yeah. Know? And yeah. Th- and that's a bummer. So if they're like on any level, oh, I know Bo, I know Meryl, you know, then it's like, I think, I think the main thing is we really need to listen to what are people asking for. They're not asking for a handout. People are asking to be treated equally. It's time to like wake the fuck up. I'm sorry. I'm going to get off this soapbox. <laughs> I just feel like I feel like I know this is a comedy podcast and I don't mean to like make it all serious, but the world needs to be talking about this. And I just wanted to tell that story because I feel like maybe there's somebody in your life that you can talk to as well and you should try to do it. And I almost hope it's similar to that with with cops like there's a lot of good cops and of course i was i was crying so hard with seeing some of the good videos that they weren't sharing completely on the mainstream news of just i think it was massachusetts or somewhere where the sheriff was like i'm like we need that sheriff to be the main oh, sheriff. I saw that, that was like i was bawling watching yeah. him because i'm like he's strong and burly and 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 i feel like he could easily be like a trained german shepherd to be like everyone go you know how everyone else is but instead he took his hat off and put down his baton and he was marching with the people and i thought that's what we need and that's just that's like such stronger leadership and so i also think too like the same way reaching other people i don't know what i mean it's just so like ridiculous i mean a lot of people are like we have to defund the police and all that stuff but to me, it's like, I don't know if it begins with training or or like just changing out who's in charge of hiring cops in the first place. Well, I think there is a, a, a real problem that we have, and it's been growing for years and years and years. There's always been injustice. There's always been racial problems. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it does start with training, but it starts with training as kids before we even yes. get into the police. It's like, but how do you train someone in, and this is no offense to any specific place, but imagine a place like I just watched this documentary called the wild and wonderful whites of West Virginia. And it's about this family. Their last name happens to be white, which is unfortunate because <laughs> it sounds like a real white supremacy. Like yeah. movie. Um, and it's about this family in West Virginia. And they, it, it actually gave me a little bit of PTSD from my hometown because there's a lot of that, like just back country, mm-hmm. you know, not everybody from my hometown is like that at all. There's, there's some good people. But there are a lot of people that live in the outskirts that live in some spaces that are a little rough, right? And um, these people are not going to get their minds changed uh, by teaching it in school because who's teaching it? People from that area? It's going to take It's right. gonna take something. And, and a lot of times it's like I remember when I did meet the first black person I met, I just had a conversation. And I was like, oh. So I grew up with movies in the 80s and it's like every movie had a bad like the villain, especially an inner city thug was black. Right. What does that train people? Yes. You know what I mean? That doesn't train people that that they should keep their minds open. I remember when I first started dating a Japanese girl from Japan, she was coming to America and she was afraid to fly into the airport because the only thing she'd ever seen. And this seems crazy are movies where everyone carried guns and there were constantly shootouts everywhere in <sighs> restaurants, in airports. And so she thought all Americans you carried handguns. You just land and all of a sudden you're like rolling it, around with yeah, a gun. And- yeah, and people are shooting each other and you're constantly getting caught in the crosshair. That's what movies are teaching people, you know? I remember also there were people that asked me when I was in Japan, oh, like, so are you friends with the Kardashians? And they didn't mean it in like this funny way. They actually thought like, oh, you live in California, so are, do you know the Kardashians? Do you know Paris Hilton? I'm like, no, it, no. But that, <laughs> But that's... 
it's not it's not that they're dumb. It's it's just an they don't know better. It's, it's, they don't know better. It's an ignorance, and I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just like there are things about this world that we're ignorant about, ignorant about, and it just takes us putting ourselves in a situation where we're not comfortable and figure out how to do that. Yeah. And create opportunities. There's nothing I love more than photos of of um, some of the demonstrations where like all the black men are in step together, but they're dressed like in suits and they're just like they're coming from a really like high value place. And I think we need more of that. I I hear what you're saying, Meryl, but I also think that we need to accept people from all we do from all. Yes, but the, I'll let you speak. Yes, no, and I and that is accepting them. But I mean, it's not no. like they're they're coming to weigh in a society where they're. It's hard to explain. Well, I think what you're explaining is exactly. I'm not going to put yeah, words in no. your mouth, but um, it's sort of like a brand. Think about a brand, right? Yeah, and and not that they're being white white and eyes it's not that it's more like it's showing them in a powerful light maybe that's what i'm saying more because it's genuinely not about making them look white it's more mm -hmm. about making people look like leveled up i want you to process it's not white i promise i, I know i know white. but i want you to process what you're talking but about i'm also saying this in like a purple adidas shirt with like yeah so should people take you less seriously as a human yes Really? Yeah. I mean, if you like. So if somebody shows up and they have a T-shirt and jeans because they can't afford if a suit. If they look sloppy. Because they can't afford a suit. You don't take them as serious. I want them to be able to. I want the system to let them be able to afford a suit. All right, listeners. We're going to have a conversation here <laughs> off off mic. This is but not. But it's also we can't. All, that to me, I'm saying I love seeing people in what my. Maybe maybe I'm also like I'm watching them what I think to be feel powerful. And I want them to feel powerful. Well, that's that whole magic. Don't of, make me a racist. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying, listen to what you're saying. Signal. I'm saying that we need to accept all people, even. And I do accept them. They can wear otherwise, champion shorts. I can wear otherwise, champion shorts. Meryl, then we're right back to where like, oh, these Indians, they just they're wearing like leather. They're old savages. And maybe that's what you're fair. thinking I'm doing is who it was it Bill Cosby that was like, pull your pants up. You know, uh, he was saying all that kind of mm -hmm. he was saying that and that was making people mad. All I'm saying is I like for it doesn't matter like what you're wearing really it just matters that people feel powerful and are presented in a way that like the business people of it, it it's like oh okay it they, they're shattering some of the misconceptions i think you guys feel me or not <laughs> nah okay. okay listen to me i think that it is undeniable that when someone is dressed sharply people do seem to take them more seriously but not everyone can afford a suit right and so what i'm saying is make sure you challenge those thoughts also and i'm challenging the thoughts that i want the system to be able to afford i would like to afford a suit <laughs> but i would also like for everyone to be able to afford a suit it's so important that we just you're also have... sitting with your legs crossed wearing like beautiful loafers <laughs> that's okay that's i know okay. i'm in a t-shirt as well so I know um, we do challenge and, and that's the other thing too is for them we can get down to the nitty-gritty and I've had people on my insta stories that I see that black men and women that are posting saying please do not post a photo of yourself with me please do not right. like ask me what I can do to be your ally like go educate yourselves but then I've right. also seen other people like I am here to help you you know so I think it's just it's there's a lot of conversations that need to be hap yeah. happening and I think that Everyone has their own take and where they're coming from on how they want to have that conversation. Some people don't want to talk at all. I know. Some people are just like, you know what? Some I, I, I can't it. do this shit anymore. I've been watching this my whole life. I mean, I've heard that from uh, from one, especially like one black person that I've that I talked to was like, I, I just don't even know what to say right now. Yeah. Because because they're appalled. 
Right. And it shouldn't even be a conversation that we have to have. But unfortunately, we're here and we need to have mm-hmm. it. And it's important. Um, I have some levity if you're ready. for. Oh, it. yeah. I, I, yeah. Because I, I definitely don't want to preach to people. No, I, I want it to. I want us to just like think about open discussion and challenging each other. So give me something. OK. So <laughs> so our so we live in a townhouse and next door to us has been empty for like a really long time. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's been empty. I don't know if we scared people away, mm-hmm. but um, the two days ago we saw the new neighbors moving in and it happened to be a very lovely, nice, beautiful black man and, and his wife and his kids. And we had a nice discussion, but the way I can, it was so funny to also like during all of this to maneuver. And like I said, I'm a confused white person sometimes where I want to also do the right thing mm-hmm. and like show my love. But that guy also could just be focused on moving in that day and doesn't yeah. need this whole like weird white girl, you know, like showing her love yeah. not needed. So I, I had come out of the house to say hi. And I had, um, put on like <laughs> an insane amount of suntan lotion on my nose. Yeah. So like the way I came out of my house and the way that I met him was I think I, sh- I shook his hand and then I had like sunscreen all over my nose oh, and God. I was like, welcome. You're so welcomed here. Like I hope like t- I said something about like, I'm not going to give you Corona. Or whatever. What? It was the most like weird interaction. And then later on that night, I had um, Jack and I settled in and they started playing music. Him and his wife started playing music like really, really loud to the point where it was like, like you could hear, you know, it thumping. And I had said one of the things I said to him was, you'll really like living here, even though our houses are connected. You basically can't hear anything like a family had lived before with a bunch of kids and we hadn't heard any kids. And so that night, Jack and I had heard that family playing music really loud and where you looked at each other, we're like, Oh no, this is not going to be good. And so I'm like, maybe this was just like their first night here. It's welcome. And then the next night, same thing is like the music is like club music at level 10. And so I just looked at Jack and I'm like, this is just the way we live now. <laughs> like, like this is also not, it's so weird to be in this time where I want to almost like not overcompensate, which is not, not yeah. good, but it's like, it's not the, I didn't want to, I wanted to welcome him to the neighborhood, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. So you didn't complain about the I didn't music. complain and we're just gonna live like you that. You guys have an HOA? Yeah. I'm not gonna do that either. Uh, okay. I'm just gonna be a I'm not saying you should be annoying just... white person with sunscreen yeah. on my nose. I feel like for the time like I can we can be uncomfortable a little bit. I know. Okay. It's so ridiculous to right to like switch gears from the topic of before to like loud music and then I immediately was like, uh, yeah, my neighbors had just moved in. They put all their shoes outside, but it's like kind of in a communal area by the mailbox. And there's like, no kidding, there's like 20 pairs of shoes. It's like, really? How many, yeah, how many shoes do you need outside? <laughs> it's like, there's so many shoes. And I'm like, this is kind of getting out of hand. It, went, it started with like two pairs, right? Like a guy and a girl's pair. And now it's like, there's so many fucking shoes. Like, what in the fuck? And the, oh, I was going to say, and they were. No. Oh, it was I, just a lot of shoes. Ultimately, I'm just like. <laughs> This is the land these, of just no, no, no. But I, what I was gonna say is like these things that you think are important and like somehow like get in your way. It's like they're not. They're important. not anything, and that's what I. That's what I realize is now with everything going on, the like yeah. little neighborly things that can somehow get annoying. It's like, I don't know. We, we do live. Our neighborhood is very like we live in between a like Hispanic family and a, a black family, and I feel like it has to be honest. Like I, I own. I see some of my own like weird not racism, but own prejudices deep down inside. When we first moved to the community, there was a little part of me that was like, oh, I want to be in a like Beverly Hills neighborhood where my neighbor is Ben Affleck and stuff. And then now yeah. my experience of living there two, two and a half years is it's like the nicest mode. Like I feel very safe and I feel very like um, 
taken care of. Well, it sounds like you needed to to have that oppor- the opportunity to grow in that way. Yeah, I feel like you're like making me seem racist, but <laughs> I'm really not. I'm just listening to what you're saying, and I, I, <laughs> I, whatever. I'm not. It's not completely right. I'm not but saying, I'm saying I'm stuff not from my sa- heart. Hey, so. I'm not saying that you're racist. I'm that's good. Not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not even one percent. I'm just saying it doesn't always okay, come out well, completely. See, now the right I'm going to disagree with you because that's not true. Okay, wait. I think we all have we all deal with racism. We just do until we, you know. Yes. Are you telling me there was never a time? There's never a time when you're like, oh, no. Like, of I, I have some racism in me. I think that that's the problem is we want to act like we don't have any, and that's incorrect. I think we all have some prejudice towards something. We have to work through that. I even have prejudice towards if I'm like walking alone and there's a man, whatever, whatever color, I, I, then I, I'm scared a little bit of that too. Yeah, and I think that you're probably if if you were being honest. If you were alone in an alley with a black man, you would be more scared than if you were alone in an alley with a white yes, man. Yes, probably. And so that in itself is a form of racism, right? I never said I was. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, yeah. I know. I just said I was. I know. I'm just saying, like, what we need to do right now is to admit, like, I don't know everything. And that's what I'm doing is yes. I'm admitting by saying when I first moved to the neighborhood. And I'm saying not you, but the rhetorical you, like the the. Like all of us need to really look at ourselves and don't say things like, I don't see color because yes, you do. And people say like, oh, I'm not a racist. Like we kind of are and we need to deal with that, especially on this show. We've made some off color jokes. Yes. And 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 that is the way it is. And I get that. I get that. There is hurtful. And then there is I want to say then there's a comedic play with friends where someone's involved. Like I know I know I had a situation. Did I tell this story? Uh, where I was making a joke on a Zoom room call. Oh, no, it's always a, Zoom. You're always getting in trouble on this Zoom. Is like a, no, maybe this is the one. This is the one. The, where wife, the guy's wife was barking like a dog? No, no, oh, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I was on a Zoom room, uh, and we were doing that thing that I do called Bingo Bango, where we actually uh-huh. play bingo on Zoom. And my ex-girlfriend, Brittany, was on there, who is African-American. Mm-hmm. And... I made a joke, something about a movie. Like somebody said, oh, this. I go, oh, I've never seen that movie. I said, actually, I've never seen, you know. It was like, what movies out there have you not seen that everyone else has seen? That was the question. And I go, I've never seen uh, Driving Miss Daisy. I said, you know what? Now to think about it. And, of course, I'm making this joke to Brittany, right? Yes. I'm like, I haven't seen Fried Green Tomatoes. Oh, my god! You know what? I haven't seen any movies with black people like that. And Brittany laughs. That's a joke for her, but it was the wrong setting because there were other black people in the room that didn't know that oh, I was man. joking. Yeah. That didn't know that that joke was to Brittany. And Brittany and I have our own jokes about me being white and her right. being black. And we have our things. And that's, that's up to us, right? And in the end, somebody was pretty offended by that um, in the room. And they left. They left they the left room. They left the room? Yeah. And it was my... Was it a black person? Yeah. And my friend was like, ooh, oh, that's a bummer. That really sucks. And I was like, oh, no. And so <laughs> I just said, hey, would you give me that person's number? I'd like to write them and apologize. Because I want to, one, not like, not like make sense of it, but also explain like... That wasn't meant to be rude towards you. Right. I apologize if I hurt your feelings or I apologize. Not even if I hurt your feelings, right. but I apologize. That was a joke for between me and someone else. It wasn't the right place for it. I apologize. And this guy was really great. He was from Philadelphia and he actually called me back and left a message. See, and, that's cool. And that's said cool. like, thanks for the message. I totally get inside jokes and I really appreciate you reaching out. 
it didn't have to be this long thing. It was just like, I didn't want him to walk away thinking like, ugh, just another fucking yeah. racist white dude. Yes. And it's like, oh man, I made a mistake. Right. I made a mistake. And I, I, I used the wrong forum to, to do a joke that was an inside joke that would normally have just been between me and Brittany. And we'd laugh about it and be like, yeah, because she knows like in a hot minute, I would sit down and watch these movies. I just haven't seen them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so... I think that's, again, uh, important to, like, address things when, when, when they happen and, and say, oh, I, I pulled a bad one. You Did know? you feel any anxiety yesterday? So today is Monday, and then so yeah, yesterday was Monday. Sunday. Yeah. And uh, yesterday, Sunday, was a lot of a lot of stuff was going down in San Diego. It was all over our, you know, yeah. one city, La Mesa, downtown San Diego. Was, a lot of damage in La Mesa, for sure. Right? Yeah. But uh, I felt, I was beginning to feel this, like, pressure to to post something on Facebook or post something. And I really wanted to wait until I, what I wanted to say, like came from the heart and it wasn't just sharing a meme for anything. And sure. I, I finally, I was going to say really quick yesterday. I, um, I finally had a moment where I was like sitting down in my car and I was going to say the right thing, but I just ended up watching all these videos and it was like one video, one minute I was happy because I was seeing these the police people walking with the crowd and then sure. the next minute I was seeing this brutality of them knocking an old man down and then sure. I was like reading more about about everything and so I was having this moment of just like I don't know what to say right now because I feel like my head is absolutely going to explode and then in that moment I had sit, sat in my car and I was watching some guy in a parking lot and he and I'll post a little bit of this on our Instagram but he proceeded to take his pants down and I was just staring at this man's like I think he might have been homeless, but he, I was watching his ass just like floating in the wind while I was, <laughs> and I'm just like, I've had it a, with California, yeah. I think for today. So yeah, it's been wild yeah. to live here. And it was just one of those things that it just feels like there's so much happening right now between, you sure. know, what we just went through with the virus and even the, here in California. I know I saw, it's just I so saw much. two really good memes. One was like, uh, uh, well, thank God the pandemic's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's how I feel. And then the other one was by um, one of my favorite comedians. His name is Eddie Pepitone, a real classy dude. He uh, posted on Instagram. He said, uh, during this reckoning that's taking place, it's comforting to see that Instagram models are still showing their asses and what they had for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's the thing is like if you go on Instagram or any social media, it's like, People are still acting like, uh, you know, same shit, different days. They are. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to see you like trying to sell bang energy soda. Right. And I also don't want to just mindlessly share memes and share things. I get that. But I mean, I think it is it is a time. If anything, redirect people to someplace where they can get knowledge. Yeah. They can get some sort of resource or, um, you know, do the research that they want to do to decide if they want to donate to these. And there are those things out there. So. Even if you just copy and paste some of those resources after you've looked into them, I think uh, I think that's a great thing. Should we share one each? Well, sure. I don't have one right now to say, but I can. We can put it on their Instagram. Okay, I like that. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, well, so we'll share it on our yeah. Instagram. One that we like each. Absolutely. <laughs> that's that's really all I have. I I this episode may be all over the place, but we wanted to at least come on. We didn't want to not put out an episode this week because I think you and I both feel like while well, we have our little campers and our our setup we want yeah. to at least address what's happening yeah i don't think now now is the time to be silent but i think now is the time to listen so get out there and you know try to have conversations and hopefully make some good happen yeah um we love you yes. thanks for tuning in in this time and uh we'll see you next time okay yeah. this episode of campfire shit show was produced by bo hufford and meryl Klimo. 
It was edited by Bo Hufford, and the theme song was composed and sang by your friendly camp director, me, PB and J. If you've got a question or you want to be the next camper of the week, email us at campfireshitshow at gmail.com. Say hi to Bo and Merrill on Instagram at campfireshitshow, and please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Well, kids, it's time to pack up the camp and put out the fire. But don't you worry. We'll see you soon on another episode of the Campfire Shit Show.